I feel like Welcome the top- Welcome to Um, So this is our second episode. Yes. How do you feel about that? I am excited. I thought, you know, the first one went pretty well, and I like talking to you. Uh, Ditto. Hashtag ditto. Um, (laughs) uh, I, though, listening back, had some problems hearing the sound of my voice. Did you really? I did. I mean, generally speaking, I actually like my voice. I think I have a very sexy, lovely speaking voice. Sure. Um, however, I, I've, I've developed a nasally valley girl tone I, somewhere along the line. I, I'm not sure you didn't always have that, honey. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's developed. I think noticed might be the word you were looking for. Where did that come from? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you've always, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where it came from, but. I mean, no one in my family talks like that. I grew up on the East Coast. I don't know. It's very confusing. Well, so I think you're talking about two different things, right? So like there's a nasal, the nasally quality, that's like a tone. Sure. As opposed to. The if you're talking about the Valley Girl accent, like mm-hmm. that's an accent, and that's something you could have picked up more in LA. Yeah, but yes, also mm-hmm. you are a fabulous gay man. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, <laughs> you, I'm gay. What? what? <laughs> uh, yes, honey, your gayness can be seen from space. <laughs> I am so gay. I hit every branch on the gay tree <laughs> on the way down. And when I fell on the floor, I fell on a Tony something clutch purse, and I, I don't know, I just ruined it. You ruined it, yeah. I but know. Next, it was, it was. You were, you were close, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really remember that. I, I remember it sort of, but wouldn't have mm-hmm. to say it. Uh, yeah. So there's a little bit of there's a little bit of Valley Girl that comes with that, right? Sure, I'll buy into that. I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's strange for everybody to hear their own voice because it sounds different than it does in your head, yeah. which is weird. Um, I've I've always thought mine was strange because I sort of have an accent, and then mm-hmm. also I kind of don't. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, like I used to get comments all the time about, you don't sound like you're from Tennessee. And I'm like, well, I mean, I am, though. So, and... <laughs> I didn't make that up. Like, nobody would make up that they were from Tennessee. Um, uh, do you remember when we lived in London that I would fall into a British accent when we'd go out drinking and I couldn't stop? I do. And that wasn't just in London. You did that um, in Boston, too. I did? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you okay. sure did. Well, I when think, I first... I mean, l- let's, let's clarify that I don't actually think that that's so unusual for theater kids. True. I mean, because when I first moved to L.A. Uh, 16 years ago, um, I would go out by myself and talk in a British accent and fuck with people. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what's really tragic is that my British accent is terrible now. Mine too! I'm so embarrassed about I it. I know. It's really awful. And I used to be so good at accents. 
mm-hmm. and particularly a British accent. I mean, you know, if you live there for a while, we both right? got good at sort of what I think is considered the middle class accent. Yeah, just sort of your generic London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's terrible now. Like I I try to do it. At, somebody asked me a one of the kids asked me a question at school. Um, at some point this year and I tried to do a British accent and I was like, you know, they can't tell they're four. They think right. I sound great. But I knew that I sounded really terrible and it was very depressing. Um, I was in an Uber recently with someone, uh, with a, with a British person and uh, um, we ended up ta- getting to talking. She was very nice and friendly and um, we got to talking and I mentioned that I used to do a good British accent and she's like, do it for me. I was like, no, it's horrible now. So I felt so embarrassed. But then, like, I brought up the, like, how much I enjoyed how the British people, like, combine words. So, like, they're, like, four words, but the way they say it, it sounds like one. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you know, like, your word, do you know what I mean? And she's like, we don't say that. Um, yeah, you do. I'm like, you absolutely do. Maybe you don't, but everyone I talk to would constantly say, do you know what I mean? Right. And like it, yeah. Like I think you might even be pronouncing it too much. I know. <laughs> you're, you're being clear for anybody who might be listening what you're actually trying to say, but it's more like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Southerners do the same thing. I mean, isn't Southern probably closest, the closest American thing to a British accent? Um, that's interesting. Maybe. Um, we, we certainly, we have a, we have a very different vowel structure. Uh, well, I guess the standard American stage speech is probably the closest, but no one talks like that. Right. Yes. Nobody talks like that except for like, maybe there's a couple of random rich old ladies somewhere. People who actually say WHs correctly. What? What? Where? Why? (laughs) How? That's not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today, um, I think one of the things we wanted to talk about was, since we're all stuck inside, we've been watching a lot of what I think you described as guilty pleasure movies. Yeah, and you know, I read an interesting article um, where they were talking about that a lot of the streaming services are, are seeing, like, really big numbers uh-huh. for, for old stuff and not really big numbers for new stuff, right? And so they I wish that to- would translate to my life. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, people want, like, comfort TV uh-huh. right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you want, you want to watch stuff that you know that's, that's like familiar and easy and familiar. Yeah, because it's going to make you feel better, right? Uh-huh. So, the, it's the equivalent of a, you know, blue box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Well, I also, I mean, this goes back a little bit farther, but, you know, two years, two, two years ago, two or three years ago, when all of those network TV shows came back, Will and Grace, Roseanne, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, etc. Uh, NPR did a segment on it, and it was people are feeling like the world is too crazy, and they need like this something familiar that they feel comfortable inviting into their living room to help like anchor them. Yeah, I mean, and that makes sense. Like I, so I have always been a rewatcher. 
right? Sure. Like I have a I have a core list of shows that I love and particularly this is particularly applies to TV, but movies as well. Like I have a core list of things that I really love and I frequently rewatch them. I am always in the process of rewatching something that is from 10 years ago. Like, and I've always been like that. Right. So I used to, I mean, when I was a kid, like I used to watch in the afternoons, I would watch Saved by the Bell. Right. And so they played two or three episodes in the afternoons when I got home from school. And by the time you've gone halfway through the year, not even, by the time you've gone through a couple of months, they've played all of them, right? Mm -hmm. So you just watch them all again. And so, like, I've, I've just always been a rewatcher. And I've always, I've always enjoyed – I think it's interesting to think about the idea of the term guilty pleasure. Because yeah. what does that imply? And is that different than comfort TV, right? I, I would say yes. Mm -hmm. Because – um, I, I think like guilty pleasure is something obviously there's some shame around it like in the sense that like High School Musical would be like a guilty pleasure it's not particularly good right? like the grand scheme of media and entertainment right you wouldn't necessarily tell someone you just met that you enjoy watching that well I mean, I just watched, I think you and I both recently watched Princess Diaries, and I think, I think I was so, like, taken aback by the Pretty Woman references in both of them mm -hmm. that I would want it, like, that's a conversation piece. Sure. But here, but see, that's what I kind of mean about the argument, though, is because, to me, Princess Diaries, certainly Princess Diaries won <laughs> is like that's a that's a it's a good movie it was a movie that did well like it is well written it stars people who are like movie stars and like it's a it's sort of a generally accepted like that that's a movie people know it's a movie people like and maybe that's people who are younger than us like maybe we were a little old to jump on the bandwagon sure but I wouldn't necessarily – so, like, for me, I – a guilty pleasure – this is something I, I would actually feel like I really don't necessarily – this is, like, real shame. I don't necessarily want people to know this. But, like, I have seen all of the Mary-Kate and Ashley movies, too. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you haven't. Oh, Who are yes, you? Well, because I – like, they're basically just, like – it's the same thing as like rom-coms, right? Like they're sure. just like these little hour and a half long, like yeah. There's always a montage where they're shopping. <laughs> there's usually, a, I mean, with them, there's usually a mistaken identity, right? But it's just like this thing. It's like the same thing as a Bones episode. Like everything's gonna be fine at the end. Yeah, they've solved all the problems. There's gonna be a nice pop song, and everybody's gonna be happy, right? Like that's what happens. You know, yeah. what What a girl wants with Amanda Bynes. And, right? Like, all of those princess movies, like Julia Stiles. And I don't know, there were, like, three or four of them. There were a number of them that were, like, the daughter of the president. Or, you know, like... Are those... Oh, wait, so are you categorizing those all as guilty pleasures or as comfort movies or both? I'm saying those are, those are guilty pleasures. Huh. 
it's it feels like the same thing as a Hallmark Christmas movie to me, right? Like I know that Hallmark Christmas movies are trash. <laughs> I understand that there are 400 of them. They all have exactly the same plot. They are written in 45 minutes by an intern. Nobody who is acting in them is trying at all. Like everybody is like, they're not even phoning it in. They're like texting it in. They're leaving it on an answer machine. <laughs> be like, nice. Be, we know we know someone who's in a lot of them. Do we? Yeah. Who do we know that's in Hallmark movies? And how can I get to them? Ashley Williams. Oh, well, okay. First of all, <laughs> we do not know her. I know Dad. her. Okay. Can you call her? Yeah. All right. Well, then you know her. <laughs> I don't know her. We are Facebook I... friends. We're from the same town. Apparently, her older sister babysat me once when I was young. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. I don't know her. Oh, we also I, went to the same sleepaway camp. I, re I remember that she was at school with us. Oh, okay. Um, at, just like I remember that Jennifer Goodwin was at school with us. And Jennifer Goodwin actually is from my town. Oh. Yeah. And, like, my dad is friends with her dad. But I don't know her. Well, I mean, that's also, like, how, like, I mean, I don't know Rooney Mara, but my grandmother used to play bridge with her grandmother. There you go. See, there's all, you know. <laughs> Also, I, no offense to Ashley Williams, but I just really, 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 really hated her character on How I Met Your Mother so much that mm. I kind of have never been able to get over her face. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like I can't watch, I have never watched any of the ones that she's been in. The Hallmark movies, I mean, because mm -hmm. I just, you know, sometimes like somebody, somebody just rubs you the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's guilty pleasure, right? Like, a yeah. Hallmark Christmas movie, like, I know it's trash. Whereas, like, The Princess Diaries, that's a well-written movie. It comes from a book that was very successful. Like, it's well-acted. It has friggin' Judy in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. It Julia. does not have Judy. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, Wrong. what are you talking? I was like, what? No. Sorry, my brain... Wrong was, singing icon. Wrong singing icon. My brain was like, dame. And then I was like... Oh. Judy. My brain thought Judy. Uh -huh. Julie Andrews, who is uh -huh. a treasure. For now and always. Um, yes. And so I would be willing to acknowledge that, like, Princess Diaries 2 might be more of a guilty pleasure, right? Which, at the beginning of that movie, they do sort of the Princess Diaries version of reenacting... The, the slippery snail scene from Pretty Woman. I just, you are overestimating my memory of Pretty Woman. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've seen that movie like once or twice, maybe. Uh, okay. But I don't have like a huge handle on it. Well, then maybe the, like something like a Pretty Woman is more like, I don't know. I guess that's my comfort. Then I and I guess I'm confused. What would be guilty pleasures for me? Right. So I think guilty pleasures have to be bad. They have to be like objectively bad. All right, Ella Enchanted. Yeah, I I could argue with that because yeah. it wasn't a movie that was made for adults. True. So I'm saying as a children's movie, uh, that's a okay. good movie. But I can understand calling it a guilty pleasure, though, because I didn't watch it as a child. I watched it as an adult. 
So if you have a movie you loved when you were a kid that you still love to watch, sure. that's comfort TV, right? But if you have a movie that was for children, no, see, maybe I'm disproving my own point. Because yeah. like, I wouldn't think that if you watched Moana and you loved it, right? I wouldn't think that that was a guilty pleasure. So I guess I'm just agreeing with you, actually. Yeah, maybe Ella Enchanted is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a lot of sweetness for it in my heart so I think I, I wasn't willing to say that but yeah maybe you're right oh but I have so much sweetness for it in my heart though there's a cheese factor too I think oh I thought you were going to say there was a cheese factory in it and I was like <laughs> I don't remember that but no that, like it's cheesy totally and Heidi Klum plays a giant in it yes it's very weird very weird. It's like, uh, um, oh, I said this is someone. Um, it's like if you put like um, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Hamlet, and Macbeth all together in one and made it for children. I can see that. Yeah, that's well, well established. <laughs> if you know, insane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> listen you should like what you like you know that i mean that's my thing right that actually the term guilty pleasure is problematic in in general because you shouldn't have to feel bad for liking stuff even when it's bad whatever like sure yeah but but there is but there is sort of a standard of like stuff is you know like i'm not i have no problem telling people that i rewatch buffy regularly because buffy is very very good that's, it's also it's very a very socially acceptable thing to rewatch over and over again. It's an outstanding television show. Charmed, however, <laughs> is Buffy's trashy cousin. Yeah. You now, know what, though? It's like, enjoyable, though. Charmed and um, what was the other one? The one with the, the mom and the young kid that... Um... Oh, gosh. Are you talking about Once Upon a Time? No. Okay, I'm going to need more details then. The show from the 90s. The woman is now on the Zoe Infinite Playlist. The, the mom. Mary Steenburgen? No, 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 no. Sorry. The, the, her, Zoe's boss. Oh, Lauren Gray. You're talking about the Gilmore Girls? Yes. Okay. So, like, yes. I feel like Gilmore Girls and Charmed... Sorry, that was a really long way to get to that. Um, it was a really long way to get to Gilmore Girls. Um... Like those so shows... I kind of can't believe you couldn't remember the name of Gilmore Girls. Go well, ahead. I didn't. I didn't. That's the point I'm getting to. I didn't watch it when I was when it was on, and and like trying to watch it later. Like if you don't have a nostalgia factor for it, it's not yeah. a show that you're gonna. I'm gonna re-watch. tell you, I watched that entire series like maybe two or three years ago. Um, I sort of couldn't stop watching it. But I did not enjoy watching it at all. <laughs> That's how I felt about Angel. Oh, sure. I enjoyed I enjoyed most of Angel. Uh-huh. Angel is not nearly as good as Buffy. But like, so but like but like to the bigger the bigger theme here, like Gilmore Girls, um, the Sopranos, even Sex in the City. I mean, this is sort of how I feel about Friends in a way. Like, if you didn't watch it when it was on, then you might not like it now. Like, there was just a 
a certain thing about late 90s, early 2000s TV that if you don't, if you don't automatically love it, like from the beginning, like, or you don't have a nostalgia factor for it, like you may just not like it. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think maybe stuff doesn't hold up as well as you thought it did. Right? Yeah. So, like, I, I'll totally skip over, like, there are a handful of problematic episodes in Friends. Like, we know there's yeah. some problematic stuff coming. But also, like, it's the 90s. Yeah. Like, that's what it was like. Hey, look, we talked about TV a bunch again. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally not going to talk about TV. I was totally going to talk about movies. That was my purpose, but it didn't work. Do you know what I thought about? So you made me a CD. Uh-huh. Way back Which in the one? day. I don't remember. Uh-huh. I think it was like, I don't know. Maybe it was the, maybe it was the Megan and Chad story or whatever. Um, and... At either the beginning or the end, there was like a little sound clip of a Will and Grace episode. It was Jack and Karen. Oh, and it yes, was, yes, oh, yes, honey, yes, yes, what, yes. what would I do without you? You never have to, you worry, never have about to worry about that. You never have to worry about that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I always, like, I listen to that CD a lot. And so I, that's something I think oh. about in my head a lot. Yeah. I love oh those God. CDs you made me. I, oh. yeah, they're, I, I was really upset when they all got stolen out of my car. Um, I, 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 I actually like think I still have like the mixes on my i thing on my i thing. <laughs> Your i thing. Sure, sure. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> wait. Oh, it's called Will Without Grace. Oh yeah. Maybe. 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 Yeah, because it was the. No. And, like there. Well, there was a London one. And I. Don't this was think the. It... This was one I think I sent you either after I left London or when you went to London. Then there was Doing It Wow in London, because uh-huh. I apparently still have all of these. <laughs> wow. So they, these don't seem to have Will and Grace things in it. Um, was, there, was there one that you made that was like a recap of our time on Ch- in Chester? Oh. That's what I feel like it was, because it was like the one that had like um, Moulin Rouge on it. Um, okay, so there's A Year of Grace, Absolute London, <sighs> Breakup Diary. <laughs> what does A Year of Grace have on it? Kelly Clarkson Breakaway, Marky Mark Good Vibrations, Pink's oh. Trouble, Bonnie Tyler Total Eclipse of the Heart. That's ha- Nar- This is hilarious. <laughs> Narcotic Thrust, I like it. Macho Man by Village People, Get Up James Brown, Oops I Did It Again, Absolutely Not by Deborah Cox, Journeys Don't Stop Believing, and ends with Whitney Houston's I'm Every Woman. Oh, that Thunderpuss mix? Uh, no, just the oh, regular one. The regular one. Uh-huh. Oh, maybe that wasn't that was the wrong song. That might have but... been that might have been I also have two fuck you mixes, version two and three. Apparently mm-hmm. one is lost to the ages. Ah. Uh. Okay, there's Will, Will, Grace. There's Twisted Sister. Oh, no, this is a... Oh, no, that's not a... Okay. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Then there's Doing It Wow in London. Yeah, I loved that mix. That had, like... Oh, this is a lot of... and... Uh, uh, no. The Clash? No? No. Sugar Babes? mm Uh, One in a Million. So, this was, uh, the, um... 
our Miss Congeniality. Oh song. yeah, no, no, no. I know exactly what you were talking about. Uh, Craig David Rise and Fall. Oh my god, I love the shit out of that song. <laughs> Danny Minogue. We really should. Well, we are recording this. Um, Danny Minogue's "I Begin to Wonder." Fives less. Let's dance. Then there's the Michael Jackson versus S Club Seven. Don't stop moving, <laughs> and Billy Jean. I'm sorry. Let's just all take a moment for S Club Seven. <laughs> um, wow, S Club Seven. No, no, I'm not done with my S Club Seven moment. I'm still having it. <laughs> Oh my god, I really like that. I yeah, I I, I was about some S Club Seven. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, don't stop moving. Do, 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 do. Um, Robbie Williams, rock DJ, Britney Spears, me against the music, Justin Timberlake, rock your body remix. Okay, Emma Emma Button, maybe Liberty X, just a little. Jamelia Superstar, Scandalous by Mystique. Oh, I loved that song. So 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 scandalous, right? Uh, that was like head. a that was like a pub dancing song and Hole yeah, in the was. Head. Yeah, Sugar yeah. Bits, because that that came out Sugar while Bits. we were in London. Right. Um, out and then no no, as Club Seven makes makes it to the end. Uh huh. Reach, reach for the stars. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Only artist to have a double appearance on did Doing It Wow in London. Play, did they play S Club 7 on TV here? You mean in America? I do. I do mean in America. Like, <laughs> I don't did they think put so. it on the Disney Channel or something at some point? I don't know. S Club 7 was such a weird phenomenon. I mean, yeah. But like, also, but also not though, because like there have been, I mean, like the Brady Bunch was that in the seventies and high school musical and you know what I mean? Like there's always been like, right. Sort of, but wasn't S club seven, like, so was also sort of like sugar babes. Like they kept changing people. Well, I think a few of them cycled in and out, but like there was, the, there was definitely like a core, there's definitely like a little core group. I think it was interesting. They were interesting too because they were they were mixed gendered, right? There mm-hmm. were there were guys and yeah. girls, which yeah, is that unusual. was I think the only one, yeah, right. Like I can't mm-hmm. think of any other. Like it's always a it's always a boy band or a girl group. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's lots of like little TV shows like that that make music. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it's it's the whole it's the whole thing of the Disney Channel. I mean, right? if they were if they were on in America, it would have been Disney Channel for sure. Yeah. Yeah, one of them went solo. Cuz I remember there being a song called My LAX. Oh, yes. Um mhm. That was uh, one of that the girls would be from that. Rachel Stevens' oh, okay. Sweet Dreams My LAX. I also which, really loved that song. Which I have I have a really embarrassing um I don't know, admittance <laughs> about that song. Like, I didn't understand. I was very confused by that song for a while because I was like, why is she singing about the airport? Because I oh. thought she was saying, like, L-A-X. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the pun, right? Yeah. Like, that's the point of that song. Yes. I was very confused for that's the longest the- time. Like, sweet dreams, <laughs> my airport. <laughs> 
Bless your little heart. <laughs> Bless my cotton socks. True story. <laughs> I don't. I'm very confused, though. I don't see none of the things. Can I tell I'm... you what's sad to me? Mm-hmm. These songs are reminding me that, like, there there are many, many things that I miss about London. But one of the things that I miss the most about London is a pub. Because, <sighs> because for a very, for most of the evening, a pub is a place where there is a table that has chairs and people, <laughs> and people sit in those chairs and they drink alcohol and they can talk to each other. They can hear each other talk, right? Yeah. You're not standing around all night. It's not a club, right? Yep. But then, when, like on a Friday or Saturday night, when they're open a little later, and it and it like gets a little more fun, like somebody inevitably starts playing the jukebox, and there's like an impromptu dance floor in the middle of the damn pub, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can go like bust a move when your Sugar Babe song comes on, and then you can go back and sit back down at your table. And I love dancing. I want to dance, but I do not want to go to a club. I'm too old for that shit. I've always been too old for that shit. I think I'm gonna, I've never really gone to clubs. I've never really liked them. Because I want to be having conversations. I want to dance, but then I want to talk. I want to do well, both. I feel that that's something like, yeah, I agree with you. Something that I really miss about London is exactly that. And in that, like, there were... Like the, their their division of what a pub, a bar, and a club was three very specific things. Where like here, a lot of them get blurred together, and like a pub is definitely like I mean, obviously they're all social, but like pubs are like your local air. You're like it's something near where you live. It's with people you like and know. Yeah, and my um, thing is, is that, like, I think we have those distinctions here. I just think we don't have pubs. So, like, we have bars, and we have clubs, and we have restaurants. Yeah. That, like, su- that sort of serve the purpose of a pub, but it's not quite the same. Yeah. A pub, a pub is mostly a bar. Like, sure, you can eat there. But mostly Can't it's for drinking. Can't you eat at all of them? Well, Sure. I mean, do you want to eat at a club? No. No. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. Though, something weird about L.A., um, a bunch of the clubs do serve food during the day, um, which is weird because, like, and I'm being judgy about age here, but, like, the people who seem to eat at those clubs during the day are much older gay men. Are these people who are also going to that club at night? Or this no. is the only time they visit that club? They visit that club during the day. Um, and they're much older gay men. And, like, they're, like, the two people that are in the club during the day. Like, there's no one else there. Yeah. Because who wants to eat at a club? Well, who wants to also, like, I don't know. It's sometimes weird when you go to a restaurant and you're by yourself, too. Oh no! See, I think that's I think that's a myth. I think you gotta oh, okay. tell them that. Okay. No single shaming here. 
No, I just can't imagine like. Oh I, no, no, that, that, that's that, that. Oh no, 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 that's not what I meant. I didn't mean going to eat by yourself. I oh, meant going mean, to like, eat. You're you're the only no, people in the restaurant. Yes. Oh yeah, no, that's uncomfortable. Because yeah. I mean, it's just, just it's a sign that it's a bad restaurant. <laughs> if nobody is ever there, and you're the only person that eats there, it's a sign it's a bad restaurant. Or or it's a front for the mafia, which I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think was the case about the the restaurant I used to hang out at all the time in Boston by myself. Oh. It was right across the street from the school, from the theater Uh school. And they had an amazing eggplant parmesan sandwich. It was like an Italian, right? Right. Oh, this is when you were a vegetarian. Yeah, it was when I was vegetarian. So, but there was, and also they had Diet Coke. They had a fountain, a Diet Coke fountain. Oh, yeah. So I could have like. Was this a Greek place? No, it was not Greek. That's what I'm telling you. It was Italian. Oh, okay. And they, but there was like, there was like one dude who was always working in the kitchen and there was never anybody there. And they, they, but there were always people coming and going. And those people were usually large dudes who were wearing leather jackets. (laughs) And they would like go to the back and then they would be there for a little while and then they would leave. And so I think that I used to do my homework in college in a mafia front. I mean. That's a very me story though, isn't it? Like I just had no idea. I did not fucking notice. And the beginning of a great movie. Right? Yes. (laughs) So there's an alternate universe where I am like a mafia wife. And I have mafia wife nails. Oh, I smell a Halloween costume. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not too early to start thinking about your Halloween costume. I mean, for next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine are never quite as involved or as expensive as yours. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. That's on hold. <laughs> well, sure. Everything's on hold. The whole world is falling apart. Well, yes. But, like, I, the year I stopped doing that was after I did Cruella and spent a lot of money, and it was super underappreciated. Mm. But in fairness, I didn't, like, do a traditional Cruella. I did sort of, like... You did, like, a glam version, right? I did a glam Cruella, like... I'm not, I wasn't wearing Dalmatian. I was like in this like wrap dress with all these feathers and yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer when people don't appreciate your Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am thinking of trying to reinvent another Ursula costume. Um, and try and do like do different, like, fashion eras of Ursula. Oh. That, like, Ursula's always the Halloween costume you wear? Maybe. It's just, like, different Ursulas? Yeah, like, what's 1950s housewife Ursula? What is Victorian (laughs) Ursula? What is, you know what I mean? I think that's amazing. Could be fun. It really could, yeah. Some of them will be a lot more expensive than others. Well, that's true. Like, you, Renaissance <laughs> Ursula is going to cost a pretty penny. Right? Um, you, I could also do, like, a steampunk Ursula. Oh, sure. A, sure. A Moulin Rouge Ursula. 
That's interesting. Yeah. See, what you need is a posse. Oh, yeah. So that you're like villains of an era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That would also require friends that live in this city. <laughs> well, I mean, you could just hire hire them, maybe. <laughs> putting putting together a team to win Halloween. I mean, uh, that wouldn't surprise me if someone in LA already does that. Oh my god, it's such, it would be such an LA thing. So, so LA. <laughs> Do you watch Letterkenny on um, Hulu? Uh, yeah. Um, there's that whole episode where like L A. Oh, style L A. L A. That episode was really funny. They're all really funny. <laughs> it was a very funny show. Their their um linguistic gymnastics in that show is incredibly right? impressive. It's really impressive. Like I don't. It, it would take me so long to like. I don't know. Like Learn memorize those. Lines. those. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> those are lines like. You can't fuck up. Like, you have uh-uh. to say them exactly as they're written. Yeah. Um, Do you have the hots for that dude? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, he's so your type. I thought that the first time I watched it. I was like, um, hmm, Chad would be into that guy. I, and, the, I have... and the little dumb hockey players, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're dumb and they play hockey? Right. Yeah. Win-win. Win-win. <laughs> um, speaking of my types and characters on shows, um, uh, do you watch The Flash? Yes, but I'm behind. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, the character that plays Ralph Digby got fired. I saw that. And because uh, I, I, I was particularly upset because I recently put him on a list of uh, two two TV characters that like their child would be my perfect match. Oh, interesting! And you were mashing him with whom? It was so it was Ralph Digby from The Flash and Danny Kincannon from The West Wing. Wow, that's yeah. okay. Hold on, I'm gonna need a moment <laughs> with this. Okay, so you're telling me that if you combined. Ralph Dibney and Danny Kincannon, that would be like a perfect boyfriend for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. They're both gardeners. Sure. I I also like, I really appreciate Ralph Digby's goofiness. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Danny Kincannon's um, empathy and like uh, genuineness. Wow. Yeah. I think that's a really, I think that would be a really good match for you. That's a, that's a very <laughs> genuine thing. Yeah. I like that. Also, Danny Kincannon is the cutest. Isn't he? He's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, he's adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to something else. Let's. Yes, let's. <laughs> do you still do that in your head? All the time. <laughs> I'm glad to know it's not just me. <laughs> also, um, when anyone says, well, uh, how, how do they have to say it? Oh, when anyone says, here I am, and I instinctively in my head say, in this, in this room, room with all, with all of, of you. you. And I uh-huh. feel... <laughs> 
And I feel stupid for still having that <laughs> shit stuck in my head twenty years later. Right? Can can yeah. we can we write a cease and desist letter to Paula Lightman? <laughs> or Kristen Linklater, whomever. Yeah. Whomever was responsible for that. Right. We're gonna talk about what's making us whelmed this week. Uh, maybe it's something we like, maybe it's something we hate, but it's just something that's given us some feels. So I am going to start us off. I am, uh, have spent most of my week reading a really, speaking of guilty pleasures, reading a really terrible book series. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I can't stop reading it though. It's again, like I recognize that it is not good. Okay. This Uh is quality. I'm not recommending quality literature here. This is not quality literature. However, there are like a million of these books and I can't stop reading them. It's, it's well plotted. Like it's like something, you know, it's just light and silly and fun. And you're like, Ooh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Um, and it's called the Witch P.I. series by Adele Abbott. Oh, my God. I've heard of those. No, you have not. I have. No, you have not. <laughs> I Why? Mean, I, have, How? I haven't what? read them, but, like, I've heard of the series. That's ridiculous. Anyways, <laughs> I, it would make a really good TV series. Like, if I knew I anybody who was in development, I would send it to them. Because, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting plot, right? Like, so she's a P.I., Who's a witch? Yes, and like like in small town England, though. <laughs> Me too. And she discovers <laughs> that she's a witch, so she'd been adopted oh. by humans, and she did not know she was a witch until her birth mother dies. And Are so witches she's... not humans? Well, not in this series. Oh, okay. So there, she's splitting her time between like the supernatural town and the regular town that she lives in in like small town England, and she's a PI, so she's like solving little cases, right? Uh-huh. So it's like a procedural, but it's also supernatural. It would make a great TV show. Yes, I would watch it. Yeah, right? Like, I would so watch it. It would be great. It, it's, it seems like, well, it seems like it might take itself a little less seriously. Oh, my God, I've read it. I just realized I've read it. No, you have not. I totally read it when it was man- in manuscript form, like, years ago. What? Yeah, uh-huh. That's crazy. <laughs> when I worked at the lit management agency, I totally oh read God, it. That's yeah. so bizarre. So <laughs> I remember liking it. I do. I remember liking it. Thinking yeah, this was it's fun. cute. It's very cute. I mean, I think that they could age it up and make it a fun, like, CW show. Though, so, I don't know. Maybe that's too serious. No, I mean, I think it could. I think it could work as a CW. I mean, they don't do right. Like, she wouldn't be British if it was a CW right, show. Right. True. Um, but it is. It is sort of like it's a. You know, I mean, it's a little Nancy Drew and a little and a little charmed, right? Like, mm-hmm. there, you know, there's there's the mystery of the week, right? So right. that works. Yeah. Um, and then all, but like on top of that, there's also like a big mystery about like there's an evil wizard and somebody's mm-hmm. trying to kill her and why yep. and. Mm-hmm big backstory and yep. yeah right so like and she's got a talking cat so it's like sabrina the teenage witch i was about to say me too but i really hate cats still yeah um i am feeling well speaking of cw i am whelmed this week by dynasty Ooh. i am currently binging the first three seasons of dynasty on the cw i guess it's the this is the remake the remake. My friend kept calling it a parody, and I'm like, I don't think it's a parody, because I think the original was a parody. <laughs> no, I mean, 
They're very serious about both of those shows. Like, um, but it's really fun. It's really fun. It's definitely, it's definitely like a guilty drama. pleasure. Yeah. And I, I do have to say though, like the biggest redeeming quality, not redeeming, but like the lead actress in it. First of all, she's also got a beautiful singing voice, and I'm glad they're exploiting that more. But um, she's really good at making you like her like as an actress mm-hmm. so she must be really good because like even though she keeps doing stupid terrible shitty things like you're still rooting you're for still her still rooting for her anyway yeah would you that's really important on a show like that like you have to want to you have to care about the main persons or main people main couple like and i was actually saying to my friend like succession needs to take a a page out of the dynasty playbook <laughs> so well, all right, my friend. It was good to talk to you, dear. Mm-hmm. Now it's time we say goodbye to all our company. I can't do it. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No. I don't know. So. <laughs> well, how does it? Oh, okay. It's, it's me first. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll do it for Whelmed this week. <laughs> Love you, honey. <laughs> Aw, I love you too. What would I do without you? You never have to worry about that. Oh, okay. <laughs>